Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 151, and it is titled, This Is Why You're Not Happy in Your Relationship. <laughs> Ooh, what a title, huh? <laughs> I do strongly suggest that you stick around through the whole episode, because I'm pretty sure you're going to learn some stuff in this one. There's so much that happens in the dynamic of a relationship, and I think so much of it is completely and totally misunderstood by people. So, and we're really going to dive into that. We have a special guest on the show today. We're going to unpack what we mean about that. We're going to unpack why relationships are not here to make you happy. In fact, they might have other reasons for being part of your life. So we're going to dive into all of that stuff. I think it's going to be a fascinating conversation. So let's go. Get ready. But before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Our guest today is Rachel Fiore. She is a mystical therapist and intuitive empaths who certifies coaches and trains individuals on how to master life and love. With 23 years of professional experience as an expert in mental, emotional, and behavioral health, she integrates the spiritual aspects of universal truths so people can heal and transform at the deepest level humanly possible. Ooh, Welcome, Rachel, to the Love Lab podcast. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited about our conversation today. Ooh, me too. <laughs> you know, when whenever you read that first ad, I always like to watch the guest's face to see how they react to it. She was like stone. She was uh-huh. like... I've got this. This is great stuff. We, yeah, we, power we've had, and mastery. We've had reactions where people are like, whoa. We've had people, we've had like women nudging their husbands, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to dive right in because Kevin leaded us into this earlier. So he mentioned if relationships aren't here to make us happy, then what are they here to do? Yeah, they're here to make you conscious. They're here to make you conscious. They're here to show you absolutely everything within yourself that needs to be seen, healed, and loved in order for you to become a more powerful, loving being. And that also then translates to being a more powerful, loving partner. Yeah, you know, I used to, years ago before Selena and I were together and I was doing some coaching on my own, I used to use a phrase called relationship as a path to enlightenment. I don't know where I got that from, but that's that's kind of how I used to, to view it. And so, yeah, I was wondering if you answered the question really well. And I think I, for the sake of the listeners, it would be great if maybe we could just expand on that a little bit. So what, what do we mean when we say evolve our consciousness? Like, like, what are we really getting at with that? Yeah, great question. So first of all, I think, I think a lot of people misunderstand what it means to be a conscious person. And so let's clarify that. Really what it means is an acute level of self-awareness. 
It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean you never feel pain or negative emotions. It doesn't mean that you don't um, make a bad choice, you know, it because that's the human part of you. But to be conscious means I am so acutely self-aware of my triggers, my programs, my patterns, that when my woundedness that isn't yet healed, that when I get triggered and I realize I'm running a program, I can stop and I can do the healing and the processes that I've learned in order to continue my own healing and wake up more, awaken more versus project onto my partner that the reason why I'm unhappy is because of him or her. So really what it means to be conscious is to be so self-aware that you now are living in a level of truth versus my old woundedness giving me these illusions of what I think is going on in my relationship. So I knew this was going to happen when we wrote these questions, but we've, we've asked, well, two questions, but one of which was on the list. I've already got another question that's not on the list, so we're already going <laughs> off, off the, uh, the, the path, so to speak. But so when we talk about that, right, you're saying that people are so aware of where they're at and the fact that their own wounds aren't healed and all that. But here's my question is, I can't tell you how many people I've met who truly think that they are aware, who truly yeah. think that they have a certain level of consciousness. How, how like, let's say you're in a relationship and your partner really thinks like they're totally aware. Like <laughs> they know everything. They're like, hey, look, I know it all. I've healed all that stuff already, right? Because we hear that a lot when we work. With, I've already yeah. healed that. And it's like, yeah. are, mm. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right? <laughs> so how do you deal with that with someone who <laughs> thinks that they're already conscious and awake and aware, yet sure. really isn't? Sure. Beautiful. Oh, I love this. So the first thing we have to understand is just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you're conscious. They are not one <laughs> and the same. So that's the first, there it is. It's, we think we're spiritual and we do all these practices and that makes us conscious. That is not what consciousness is. If you're spiritual, awesome, cool. You can be spiritual if you want to. Cool. That's nice. Have fun. And it's great. It doesn't mean you're awakened. They are not one and the same. If you have a tremendous amount of knowledge and you've read 4,000 books and you have a photographic memory and you know every word, every line, and you can quote people left and right, that doesn't make you conscious. That makes you intelligent. And intelligence and knowledge is not wisdom. They are not the same. To be conscious is to be wise. And that means the knowledge you've gained, you've integrated it. And let's put it very simply, if you really were highly conscious, there's no such thing as you being triggered by your partner ever. So how triggered are you? How regularly are you triggered? And to what degrees are you triggered lets you know your true level of consciousness. Because if you're bothered by your partner, you're not yet conscious. Ooh, this makes me happy because we're very seldomly triggered by each other. Well, it's interesting because we had this conversation the other day and you said, you said yeah, it's, it's really cool because we almost never get triggered. And I said, I said, actually, we don't ever get triggered. We occasionally will get annoyed, yes. you know, like, like uh, all right, but we're never triggered. Like mm -hmm. I, I see that word triggered is like, you know, if you know anything about guns, right, you pull a trigger, you pull a trigger and there's a certain point where it breaks, Right. And that's what you literally mm -hmm. call it. You pull it until you, you pull the slack out until you feel it break. Right. So when I think of trigger, that's what I think of. It's like something snapped. Right. And you're like, oh, now I'm triggered. Right. That never happens to us. We mm -hmm. occasionally get like, okay, all right. <laughs> but we don't ever really get triggered. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> 
So I want to come back to something that you mentioned earlier, and it, I know it's going to throw Kevin off because it's a that's question okay. that's later in line, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it right now. He doesn't <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm triggered. You can't do that. <laughs> so what I wanted to know is how do you shift from blaming someone else's actions? Because you mentioned like, uh, you know, when you into that space, you hurt my feelings or it's yeah. happening because my partner is doing this or I can't do that because he, she, this and that. So always putting the blame, the shame, the reason why you are unhappy on your partner. How do you shift from that? Yeah, what a beautiful question. So so the process that I teach when I coach couples is you first learn that self-awareness of, oh, look at that. I've been activated. I'm triggered. And triggered really means Am I running a program? You learn to ask the question, am I running a program? So if I'm hurt, if I'm unhappy, if I'm frustrated, if I'm angry, if I'm anything other than peace, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean anybody's wrong. We get rid of the pointing fingers, the blame, the shame of myself or anyone else. And instead, we learn to live from the level of truth. That's universal truth, not my truth and your truth bullshit that's out there. Quit it. That comes from ego. My truth, my truth, quit it. What is the truth in this scenario? What is the truth? And a lot of times it is not what you think you see with your own eyes, but I'm seeing this and my partner's blah, 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 blah. Okay, what is the truth in the situation though? And that means we learn what programs we're running that were mostly implanted when we were uh, children. They were programmed in there by the time we were seven years old. A lot of people don't know that. You're running these patterns and these programs from your subconscious and your partner simply did or said something that activated a program that boop, now it's running. So when our partner really does show up in an unloving way, an unkind way, because it doesn't mean that doesn't ever happen. It means, oh, look at that, though. I'm really bothered by that. That's a trigger. I wouldn't be bothered by that if I didn't have an unhealed wound. That's the first part. When I do the work and I heal my stuff, I'm no longer triggered. Doesn't mean my partner didn't show up with a program that's unloving. But when he or she does, I can say, oh, okay. What's really going on here is I see the programs that you're running, and I can give loving patience. I can love you through that program while setting a loving, healthy boundary with the behavioral program you're running. In what I teach people, they learn the difference. Our behavioral programs, they learn to identify them. What are the behavioral programs? You'll never heal at the level of behavior. It doesn't heal the root cause. A behavior is a symptom of something deeper, period, end. Okay, so when we learn to look at things in what are my mental programs, what are my emotional programs, if I'm triggered, I first take self-responsibility, am I triggered, am I running a program? Yeah, my partner may have triggered it and done something first, but am I running a program? The only person I can heal is myself. So I now get to see my partner and his or her programs that are kind of icky and yucky and bullshit. I get to see their yucky programs and say, oh, my God, what a gift that's showing me mine, which means I get to heal me. And it's such a gift. And so 
If I then take the process that I teach is I now get to see what programs am I running? Is there an inner child showing up? And then move through the process of healing that. I just did self-healing. I just did absolute deep transformational healing on myself. And then I'm able to not add more shit to the contaminated energy that my partner brought up with his programs right now. I don't add more to it. Instead, I heal, you see? And then I say, well, thank you. Um, it's not okay to talk to me that way. I'm so sorry that you're frustrated, though. See how I learned how to validate the emotion? The emotional program is never wrong. I validate that. But then I set that loving boundary. Loving boundary means there's no judgment and that you just showed up this way. And there's no excuse. We don't justify behavior. But we lovingly set boundaries instead of, don't you talk to me that way. It's, oh, I'm so sorry you're frustrated, sweetheart. It doesn't mean you can talk to me that way, though. Don't take it out on me. But I'm really sorry you're having a hard time right now. Whew, so many things in there. Uh, I want to press replay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, Rachel. <laughs> I, I want to just point out a, a couple of them. I mean, I, I, I could basically point out all of them because, you know, sometimes when a guest says something on a show, I feel like we need to repeat it because the people listening need to hear it again. But there's, there's two yeah. things that I really, that really kind of jumped out to me. The first one was when you were making the distinction between what people say is my truth versus the truth. And yeah. the reason I wanted to point that out is because what I really wanted to say about that is while it's true, everybody does have sort of their own truth. I think there's a very fine line there and that Unfortunately, in today's modern society, that has been given to people so that they can use it as an excuse. Yep. Right. hundred percent. Because, because what do people do? They have their own opinion. They have their own wounding, their own stuff. Yes. Right. And then they're going to sit there and go, well, this is my truth. So I can say uh, yes. to you whatever I want to say to yes. you. Yes. But, but it's not really your truth. It's just your own inner wounding and you're hiding yes. behind. This is my truth. So I'm going to stick with it, which is exactly completely different from the objective truth of the situation. You got it. So I really wanted to it. point that out. Um, and I love and I love that. And I want to say about that is we do we have learned to hide behind it. But this is my truth, which means I'm justified in taking my stand. Well, how loving are you being right now? Mm -hmm. That's what when you do the work with the coaching that I offer, it's seeing, well, what programs am I offering right now? And are they loving or not? Mm -hmm. And when I realize that I'm actually coming from a place of non love, it's very unloving what I'm offering right now. I can let go of that and I can see the real truth, the actual truth, which is, oh my gosh, I'm coming from woundedness, but so is my partner. Oh, and what happens when somebody's coming from woundedness? Do we want to judge and criticize and take stances and create opposition between the two of us? Or do we want to love each other through it and be on the same team? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to use the term, I think that whole, like, this is my truth, it's spiritual bypass. It's total spiritual it bypassing. You know. It is. Absolutely is. So the, the second thing that I wanted to uh, point out, because I thought it was a really great way that you explained it, and I think that people would benefit a lot from hearing it again, which is that whole idea that when you're triggered, all it's really doing is pulling up a past program. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this idea that we have yeah. these past programs that are either running in the background all the time... Yep. or are getting turned on at certain times based on yes. actions that we perceive as somebody doing something to us, but really yes. what it does is just turn on one of our programs. Exactly, exactly. And here's the beautiful thing about that. When you really learn how to do this work and see things from that perspective, oh my God, it's just a program. It is so incredibly healing immediately when because it removes shame, it removes judgment. 
we are we are learning to see truth. Oh my God, I'm running a program. You're not your programs. Mm. The deeper you has no programs. The truth of who you are doesn't judge or belittle or criticize or get defensive. That's not the truth of who you are. That's how you're showing up because those are the programs that are in your subconscious. See the difference in that. So the beautiful part about it is you're running past programs. They're getting triggered and activated and they're running on autopilot. When you see them for what they are and you have understanding of what they are, then you can transform them. It's very easy. So you are not your programs, but your programs are showing up to sabotage the loving bond that you and your partner could have if these programs weren't in the way. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when, so for example, I'm pretty good at spotting the programs now because I've spent a lot of time observing myself and hey, I've been on earth for 38 years now, so I've got experience, right, at watching myself. (laughs) But I still find myself having a difficult time stopping the program when it starts to run. And more specifically is uh, there is a, a tendency for me to either go really quickly to a frustration or anger. And mm-hmm. once it starts running, and it doesn't matter, it could be anything on the outside. Like I've really noticed that it's just the program I go to. It doesn't matter what happens on the outside. There's that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to stop it. Or there's the other program where I go in my head and spin and spin and spin and overthink and overthink. And I, you know, I mean, I will do the breathing exercise. I will meditate and it can stop for a while, but then it comes back and I feel it's a constant battle. So what do I do? What do my listeners do if they're like me? (laughs) How do I like, basically once the program has started running and I know I'm in it, how do I stop it, it, interrupt it? Yeah, so so this is tricky because it's actually a process to learn how to do all this because these programs are powerful. They've been running your whole lives. They're very strong and they get they go on autopilot and they don't stop. They're doing what they were trained and programmed to do, which is run. Right. <laughs> and it's and exhausting. So it is exhausting. <laughs> and it's absolutely exhausting. It burns our energy and it mm-hmm. fatigues us mm-hmm. because programs run on energy. Everything is energy. When you mention like it goes in my mind, those are your mental programs. So the first thing is um, through the coaching that I offer, I teach people to separate the programs. First step is to see the programs and you write them down. They're mental programs, emotional programs, behavioral programs, and then inner child wound programs. You'll spend one week on each type of program in order to identify that's what's getting activated during these scenarios. That's what's coming up. So you get used to seeing them and separating them. And it's very important to learn how to separate them instead of just lump all your programs together. Mm-hmm. It's way too overwhelming to heal them. And, and most of the time you can't when you do it that way. So you separate them out. That's the first part. Then you learn, part of it is learning how to drop in and connect to your heart space. You have to actually be connected to heart energy because that's where feminine energy comes in. And feminine energy is the energy that is transformational and healing, period, end. That's what it does. So when you then look at your programs, no longer look at them like, go away, stop, I don't want you here. That's not love. You learn how to fully and finally completely love yourself, all of you, because you start loving your shadow self, all of your programs. It's the opposite of trying to get rid of them. That's not loving. 
it's embracing them and accepting them that they're there and realizing they stem from a core. And eight, nine times out of 10, the core, the roots of that program comes from some woundedness or unhealed trauma. And just to quickly say, most people in trauma, they think of the worst things. I didn't have trauma. I had good parents. Okay, good. Good for you except that you did have trauma because you're human. (laughs) You're human and your parents weren't enlightened beings. Unless you were raised by Buddha after he was enlightened or Jesus, after he was fully into Christ consciousness, your parents made mistakes and they didn't realize how they were programming you. That's part of the program I offer, just understanding a deeper truth. And everybody has little micro traumas that have gone unhealed that micro trauma isn't healed. That's why the program runs. So you learn to see the program, that program, that program, and that program just got triggered. Cool. Now we connect the dots to get all the way down to the root. When you see what the root actually is, most of the time it blows your mind. And then it's there it is. When you see it, you can love it into transcendence and it's gone. When you heal the root like that, every program that was attached to that root gone gone yeah that's powerful and beautiful and obviously it's deep work and i'm really grateful that there's people like you who can support people who go through that because i think sometimes on your own it can be difficult and it's easy to think sometimes you've reached it and really you haven't i think until you really come to that place of inner peace you know sometimes you have a level or you're like oh i think i got a a new level of it but really if it gets re-triggered you haven't gotten to the root just yet and exactly yeah that's That's where it's important to have somebody who can help you with that so 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 this, of course, begs the question, which we actually have written down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if there are any uh, potential traps that prevent people from being able to go through this process. Um, a, the choice. You can refuse to do it. Mm. You have free will choice. Free will choice is beautiful and it is also damning because you can choose to not do the work. And there is no such thing as this work not working. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It is 100% effective if you do it. So you can choose to just not follow through. You can choose to not do what you're guided to do. You can choose to not do your homework. And if you don't do your homework, nothing's going to heal, of course. That's like saying, oh, I want to lose 40 pounds to get in the best shape of my life. And then you sit on the couch and, and you know, eat potato chips and binge watch Netflix. And you're like, yeah, but I'm, I'm getting in shape. No, you're not. You're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know, or you watching people working out on YouTube or on TV, like, oh, look, I'm watching it. You're not doing the work. Yeah. You know, and I would add to that too. So, you know, in, in my many... Um, incarnations in this one lifetime. (laughs) I've done a lot of different things. And one thing that I uh, used to do years ago when I was in my early 20s was work as a personal trainer. So I love your analogy here. Because one of the things that I used to laugh at all the time was people would come in and they'd have their giant grande mocha whatever thing from Starbucks. And then they'd get on the treadmill for 30 minutes. And I would just laugh all the time. I go, you realize you might have burned off a tenth of just that one drink alone that you just had, which means they're going through the motions, but they're not actually doing the work. And so I can see that as being another potential trap where people think, I'm doing the work. I'm in it every day. I'm really doing it. But are they really doing it? 
Exactly. Showing up for your coaching session every week with me in this program, just for an example, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Showing up for the coaching isn't enough. You have to do the homework every single day in between our sessions. Mm -hmm. And if you're not really applying it and integrating it, why would you think anything is going to change? It doesn't. And then people get frustrated and say, oh, it doesn't work. You're not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And when people do the work, it is it it blows their mind how free they become, how loving their relationship becomes, because now there's just a sense of freedom and understanding and support and love and safety. Safety comes out of this because it's like, oh, my God, I'm running programs. Oh, that's okay. I see your programs. I love you, honey. Heal that. I'm right here. Whatever you need me to do to support you. But you powerfully heal yourself. I mean, it's just miraculous what happens in a relationship when people decide to do the real work like this and go this deep. Mm. So I can hear a few people on the other end of this broadcast, <laughs> <laughs> even though it hasn't aired yet. I can already hear what some of them are thinking. Fuck, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> like, Welcome to Earth. Right. And, <laughs> and I just wanted to preempt anybody on the other end thinking that as they're listening to this broadcast. And I want to say, is there anything else in life more important than this? The answer, in my opinion, is no. There's literally nothing that is more important than your own consciousness, your own evolution, and having amazing relationships. I agree with that 100%. It's why I do the work that I do for people. It affects everything. It affects everything in your whole life is affected by your ability to heal all this stuff, to no longer be a puppet of your programs, and to be able to have a loving, blissful relationship that is strong and powerful. And then you move through life with whatever life challenges come, because they come. That's part of the human experience. When when challenges come, you're powerful now. You can handle anything because you are equipped emotionally to handle the things that are being brought to you. You know, some traumatic thing, somebody in your family dies, that's very painful, but can you absolutely become more powerful through your grief? 100%. Mm. You absolutely can. You just have to learn how. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how. You have to be willing to learn. I always say it requires two things, and when people want to come for coaching, Two things are required. You have to be willing. That means willing to learn anything. And you have to be devoted to doing it. Willing it, willingness and devotion, you can heal anything through willingness and devotion. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love this. So we're going to do a little break for our sponsors, which is Kevin and I. And then we go right back into the rest because I have more questions, uh, more no. things I want to hear. Yes. So this is for all of you listeners. If you are in a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to, and you are tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun, and you don't want to live a life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join our highly sexed power couple platinum program if you give us 90 days we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life so to learn more about our program go to celineremy.com forward slash passion so if you're if you're a couple and you're constantly getting triggered and you really (laughs) need that deep work go see rachel first (laughs) (laughs) Fix all that stuff. Yes. 
then, and then I'll send them to you. And we'll help you get the relation, the sex part of your relationship <laughs> back together again. <laughs> okay, we got a lot more questions. Did you have we one do. in particular? I have one to? that's not written that I okay. just wanted to cover and before we go into some of the more positive things too. But one of the things, because we were talking about some of the um, things that are in the way of people, what I do see is that some people are addicted to what they identify as their trauma or their wounding. And um, I was just curious about your perspective, Rachel, on this, because to me, it's always a red flag when somebody walks in and say, this is my trauma, this is my wounding, like they've really appropriated it themselves. And it's part of their identity. And they're thinking they're healing it, but really, they're just feeding it. And it's just Mm -hmm. my opinion here. So I'm curious about what's your opinion on that? And then maybe also, is there a way to stop to identify with that? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. I see it a lot as well in that they're running an identity program. So really what they're doing, and I'm going to talk spiritual, and then I'll get I'll bring it more to simplicity in a, in a moment. Um, in the spiritual terms of things, um, they're identifying with something that is a false self. That's just ego. It's this is my identity. My trauma is my identity. My trauma tends to bring me connection, attention, it, of course, in superficial, un fulfilling ways, but I don't realize that because it's all I know. And so I'm very, I'm very egoically attached to my trauma because I take it on as my identity. So part of then incorporated through the program and the coaching that I offer is you start to see over a period of time that you are not your trauma. You're not your, that's not your identity. You are not the, the trauma programs you run are not, that's not the truth of who you are. So what is the truth of who you are? Very quickly, very simply, when you learn how to drop into your heart space, connect there and let everything else go, you have an instantaneous physiological response in the body. All the happy, calming chemicals get released from the brain. This is how powerful we are, that you can actually breathe, learn what it means to connect to heart energy, and your entire biochemistry changes instantly. And how do you know that? You feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's part of this is, you know, asking people when I take them through this process, okay, now how do you feel? What's going on in your body right now? And any everybody's different, but just in general, people will say things like, I feel calmer, I feel peace, I feel relaxed, I feel good, I feel a little high. Those are the more common types of responses. Now you know you're connected to heart energy. Heart energy is the truth of who you are. Now people have a reference point. So when they start to run a trauma program, Are you connected to the truth of who you are or is that the false self? Well, no, this really, how do you know the difference now? Remember your reference point. And then you just keep bringing them back to the reference point of how does this really feel to be in my trauma programs? They now can compare and contrast what's going on in the body. Stress, tension, contraction, the the chest will get tight. You can have a million symptoms they can now compare and contrast and say, holy shit, I am totally fucking up my whole body. Everything in my energy system is fucked up when I run these programs. They see it now because they can feel the difference. And then it's a matter of, okay, so connect with the truth of who you are and let those go. Do that for just 10 seconds. And they start to feel really good. That's how you learn inside of the body how to detach from your programs. Beautiful. 
Yeah, that that's huge. Unfortunately, in our society today, one of the things that is really being drilled into people is that they're victims, right? And so yep. they start to associate all of this stuff with this is my pain, my trauma, my yep. this, my that, right? And it really sticks. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you didn't get every word of that, pause, go back, <laughs> listen to it again, right? As many times as it takes because you yes. really need to let go of that shit. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be healed and processed and loved into transcendence. And then the other part of it is when you do that, you awaken and you realize the gift of why you went through that because there is always a lesson there and the lesson then gives you the gift. It comes through lesson and gift. So what is the lesson? Intellectually, I don't care what anybody thinks they know about their lessons and what they needed to learn going through a traumatic experience or maybe a troubled childhood or something. Intellectually, this is not not talking about knowledge. That will not heal you. That will not transform you at all. I'm talking about taking the lesson, integrating it, and then you are a gift. You are a gift. So I'll give a quick example because I want people to know this in, in real life. So when I grew up, I had a very abusive um, childhood. I had my dad died a few days after my fifth birthday. The, the, the man who became my stepfather was a physician. He was bipolar. He was mentally ill. He was very abusive. And I grew up in that my whole childhood. And the, the lessons in there were what I do now for people. I realized my first shift into awakening at 13 years old was, oh, <gasps> He went on one of his abusive rants, and I just froze. My jaw dropped, and like 400 pounds lifted off my shoulder as I realized this has nothing to do with me. He's running his own program. It's not personal to me. All his abuse, all this shit is not actually about me. He's vomiting and purging his own pain, his programs, his low self-worth, his self-hatred onto me because that's what he learned right? That was my first shift in awakening. So I realized then growing up, like I never took anything personally anymore. I mean, it sucked. It fucking sucked because it's not like the abuse then stopped. It was bullshit, but I didn't take it personally. I realized, oh, I don't have to try to please him. I don't have to get good grades for him, excel in sports for him. I do that for me. And so when you learn, okay, so why did I go through that? What is the lesson? And part of the lesson for me was to be able to, um, absolutely integrate the fierce warrior because only a fierce warrior lives from truth. When you see the truth of what my programs are, you know, what I went through, I'm not a victim, but I went off to college saying, there's no way this didn't fuck me up. I'm not, there's no way this did not fuck me up. And I was on a mission for myself to realize how I was fucked up so that I wouldn't repeat the patterns and the programs. That's living from truth, not, oh, look at me. I I play college sports. I get good grades. I'm awesome. I have so many friends. Like, no, there is no way I wasn't fucked up from growing up in that level of abuse. (laughs) Like, that's common sense. So just figure out how. I didn't have to shame myself for it. I just had to be willing to see how I was messed up. And that's just, oh, my God, these are the programs I run. Oh, my God, this is the program. That's the program. Oh, I can heal that and love my inner child right now instead of blaming this other person who's triggering my shit. I go into my own shit and heal it and love it. Wow, am I powerful now? See, that's the difference. That's what you learn how to become powerful and loving and no more shame and blame. <laughs> 
Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I love that. And I want to tie this to our title of the episode. This is why you're not happy in your relationship. You're not happy because you expect your partner to fulfill your needs and you don't want to look within to do the inner work. Um, So now where do we go from there? (laughs) So let's say that you understand this concept and you're like, okay, I want to start to take responsibility. Uh, What advice do you have for people to move out of this codependency, usually that they're stuck in incentives? that they stuck in their relationship? Yeah, good question. So first I would say go to mastersofselfuniversity.com, send me a message. Myself or my assistant will get back to you with a consultation so that I can take you through this program. That's the first thing. And the second thing is when you really do the self-work and you realize you're so powerful and that you deserve to love yourself, When you love yourself, there is no such thing as not being abundant. When you're powerful in your ability to heal your own pain, there's no such thing as not being abundant anymore. And I mean abundant in every way, abundant with love, abundance with peace. So your partner then, you take the burden off of your partner. Your partner's not here to fulfill your needs. You're not an infant. Step into your power. Stop living in this disempowered state where someone else needs to fulfill you or fill your needs or meet your needs or make you happy. That is such a think about how trapped you are in your inner child woundedness. Only infants, only babies are that dependent on everybody meeting my needs. You're supposed to be a divine, powerful being. And the truth is you are. You're just not showing up in that way. So when we realize, oh, my God, I've lived so disempowered this whole time, my whole life so far. Mm -hmm. Yep, you have. You ready to be powerful? Sure. That's where freedom comes in. It's also where the hooks you have into your partner of making you happy let go And oh my God, when there are no more hooks, guess what your partner tries to do all the time? (laughs) Make you happy. Mm -hmm. And when you're already happy within and I take responsibility for my own happiness, then when my partner has a rough patch or a bad day, I don't take that personally. I can love him through that. I can be patient. I I can offer grace to the relationship because I'm not a burden anymore. I'm patient and loving and powerful with him or her and vice versa. Then when my partner's very loving and does all these wonderful things that partners tend to do, oh my God, you see it more. You're in more gratitude for it. All it does is overflow your already filled cup. It's no longer filling your emptiness up. You're already full. Then your relationship is nothing but abundance. Because even if your partner's having a bad day or a rough patch or a rough month, you're still full. And then when they heal whatever they need to heal, they come back around, you're overflowing. You are always winning when you approach relationships in that way. Yeah. Mm, mm, I got goosebumps. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, what do you think is the secret key to a happy relationship then? Um, Realizing that you're powerful enough to love and heal yourself and that happiness really, truly comes from within, we just don't don't know how that is. We don't understand that yet. So if you're willing to learn how to go in and heal your programs and your old woundedness, if you're willing to learn how to do it and then do it, you can't not be happy in your relationship. You can't not. It's impossible to be unhappy in your relationship when you do this work. It's impossible. There's nothing but happiness in the relationship. And when challenges come, 
And, you know, negative emotions are normal. They're healthy for a human. It's not that you're unhappy in the relationship. It's just, oh, this is frustrating today. And you move through it together. That's still not a lack of happiness, if that makes sense. You still have peace in the relationship. So there's no more struggling or fighting or, or, or opposition, creating, you know, opposing forces and being enemies anymore. It's just, oh, this was challenging this month. Okay, you dealt with it together. There's no more being unhappy when you just decide to do the work on yourself and become a truly powerful, sovereign, divine being. Just do the work. Team us. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's what we call each other, team us. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and it stands for unstoppable success, by the way. Us. <laughs> I love that's that. That, that is amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, when, when we have great guests, we go through about half of the questions that we've written, <laughs> but we are getting close to the end of the episode. So we do have one more question. That we always ask people at the end of our episodes whenever we do interviews. But before we get to our juicy question, where can people find more uh, about you? I know you've already, uh, I mean, please again share your website again. Uh, if you have any uh, special gifts for our listeners, uh, go ahead and we'll have all the links also in the descriptions. Absolutely. So go to mastersofselfuniversity.com. Check out everything that I offer through there. You can also email me directly, rachel at mastersofselfuniversity.com. You email me directly, myself or my assistant will get back to you and schedule a free consultation so we can talk about how my programs or myself might be able to help you. You can go there. Wonderful. Thank you, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Now, are you ready for our last question? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, we want to know, what is your best sexual talent? My best sexual talent... Wow, that is a juicy question. <laughs> so I would have to say I would have to answer that through my partner. What he tells me is that okay to answer through him? What he always tells me. Of course, <laughs> he always says that I should coach people in sex because I'm like a professional. He's like, you give the best blowjobs. I don't know how you work that magic with your mouth and the way you move your body. Is I couldn't ask for anything better. And yeah. I will tell you that that comes from the fact that when I am intimate with him, my heart is exploded open and I have sex and I move through sex through my heart space, not through my genitals. That's the difference. That's the secret for me. Mm -hmm. That, awesome. That's the yeah. secret in general. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't set up the sound effects for this episode because I thought we're going to have a serious conversation. And now I'm kind of <laughs> glad actually that I didn't because I would have been hitting that truth bomb sound effect <laughs> like a hundred times throughout this episode. So I forced myself to be restrained on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, Rachel, thank you for being on the show. It was a fantastic episode. I sincerely hope that people could really hear and understand some of the really valuable points that were made. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. You're both absolutely wonderful. It was such a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week.
We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>